I'm Zach Cohen, and you're listening to The Top 3 Podcast, Season 2. Welcome to The Top 3 Podcast. I'm Miguel, here with Zach. Today we're going to be discussing March Madness, and we're going to give our top contenders for the championship, but we'll make sure to talk about everything March Madness. Zach, who's our guest today? Today we have a returning guest. Please welcome back, Marcus Melody. Hi, thanks for having me again, guys. Uh, thanks for coming back. Uh, yeah, as Miguel said, we'll be discussing March Madness, everything there is to talk about March Madness, everything there is to talk about March Madness, from players to matchups to Cinderella teams. So much to discuss. We're so excited to get into it. And let's start it off. Marcus, who's your third contender to win the NCAA men's college basketball tournament in Indianapolis this March slash April? All right, so my third contender this year is, you know, there are two kind of obvious ones, but my third one is going to be Alabama. You know, obviously they're just coming off of winning the SEC tournament, and, you know, they didn't have to go through the toughest teams to get there, you know. There were some upsets, but I still think that they really proved that they're really, like, one of the top-tier teams this year. Um, and they also have four guys who can really just put the ball in the basket and score um, 25 on any night. And, again, they have all the momentum coming from – winning the SEC tournament. Yeah, so I go with Alabama. Yeah, Alabama, good team. Who I also have as my third op, third choice. Just they showed their fortitude in the SEC championship. The game went down to the wire. They pulled it out. And that's what you want from a team. Normally they're a football school, which is, I noticed this, a lot of the big schools this year, the schools that you think who are going to do well are what you think of football schools. Ohio State, Texas, Alabama, Illinois, there's an argument. Baylor, an argument, they're mainly football schools. Michigan, arguably a football school. The only really big team this year that's a basketball school is Gonzaga, who's the number one seed. But yeah, I too have Alabama. Really don't have to overthink it. Miguel, who do you have as your third seed? Yeah, I mean, I think Alabama's a great pick, but I'm going to go with Texas here. I think that they will probably come out of their division because – um, Michigan, who would be one of my final four contenders without Isaiah Livers. Um, I'm not sure when he's going to come back, but that will definitely hurt them. You saw it in the Big Ten tournament. And I just think that um, Bama is can be good, but they're, they're super reliant on the three. So I think Texas can definitely, just to me, they seem like a more well-balanced team. So I have them as one of my top contenders. Yeah, you mentioned Michigan, how they're a one seed, but you none of us think they'll make the Final Four. Who are some other teams that you think are overrated this come this March Madness? So a couple teams that I think are kind of overrated. I mentioned Michigan. I think, I mean, for a lot of people who are more casual fans, that's a team that I don't think you should be too high on, especially, well, mostly because of their injuries. I mean, they're a great team. Just without Isaiah Livers, they're kind of a different team. Um, and also Houston, who's a two seed coming out of, I think it's the South. Um, and they, I mean, they're, they've been highly rated since the beginning of the season, but they've got some bad losses and they don't have that many quality wins. So I think against good competition, they could falter. I think one really overrated team this year will be Villanova. I've heard a lot of people giving them Sweet 16, Elite 8, even some Final Four talk, but without Colin Gillespie, I don't know. I just don't see them making it. I know Marcus 
liked Villanova quite a bit. Give us your take. Why should Villanova be ranked higher and why should we believe in them? I mean, I don't necessarily know that they deserve to be ranked higher, but I think people are really underrating them right now because just because of the loss of Gillespie and their, you know, they had a tough out in the Big East tournament. But I mean, Winthrop, really, they, people, a lot of people are saying they're going to win. Obviously, 5-12 matchups a lot of times end up in an upset, but I really don't see it happening here. I mean, first of all, they have the bet. I think the best remaining coach in college basketball, obviously, Mike Krzyzewski for Duke isn't in the tournament with Jay Wright. Plus, they have a lot of, a couple guys on the team have championship experience, you know, from 2018, like Jermaine Samuels, Demir Cosby Roundtree. They were uh, holdovers from that team. So they know what it's like to play in some big games in March. And also, they just have like four guys on the team who can give you 20 to 25 a night. They got Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who could be a first round pick this year. Obviously, I mentioned Jermaine Samuels, who can give you 25. Um, Justin Moore, who's he's coming back from an injury, but if he can get back to how he's been playing this year, he can give you 25 easy on a night. And Cole Swider, who's one of the better big men shooters in the entire NCAA. So they really have just tons of options on offense, and they play tough on defense. So I think they definitely are a little underrated right now. Yeah, you mentioned Winthrop, how a lot of people have Winthrop being them in the first round. I am one of those people I believe that will happen. But what are some other Cinderella teams you guys see? Um, one team that I definitely view as uh, Cinderella is Syracuse. I think they've got they got a really good draw in facing San Diego State, which I view as probably one of the worst six seeds or like five to seven range seeds. Um, so I think they can definitely win. They almost beat Virginia. Um, in the ACC tournament. And I also think that uh, West Virginia could get upset by Moorhead State, who's a 14 seed. So I think that provides a really easy path for Syracuse to make um, the Sweet 16. So I think, yeah, Syracuse is definitely one of them. Maryland, who I think will have a tough matchup, matchup against UConn, but I mentioned Alabama. That would probably be their second round matchup. So I think they could beat Bama and uh, UC Santa Barbara who was really good in the regular season and coming uh, they're playing against a Creighton team that got destroyed by Georgetown. Yeah. I, for one, really like Georgetown as a Cinderella team. I think that they have a really good chance of even making it to the sweet 16, which would be quite a feat for a 12 seed. The other one I like a lot is Ohio. I think that their draw is quite favorable. Virginia might have to drop out because of COVID. We don't know. And if that happens, they'll be playing a, a lesser team than they should be playing. And I also think UCSB could beat Creighton. And even if they don't, I think Ohio can easily beat Creighton. And I see that this draw could really open up for them to make the Sweet 16. But they'll have to play Gonzaga or a team that's beating Gonzaga. And I don't see them getting any farther than that. Marcus, who do you have going dancing at the big dance? Um, so I had Georgetown also as a team that I could see making a run, you know, obviously they're just really hot coming off of absolutely thrashing Creighton in the Big East finals. Obviously they beat Villanova also. I mean, they have Dante Harris, who just was incredibly clutch throughout the whole tournament and momentum has been so important every year for March Madness. So they have tons of that. So that's good for them. I think they could definitely upset a team. Also, but Oregon state, you know, Obviously, they're also coming off of winning their conference tournament. They won the Pac-12. They beat Colorado. They have a couple other good wins this season. They beat, like, uh, I think USC and Oregon also. So, yeah, they have some momentum coming in. I think they could definitely beat Tennessee in the first round and, you know, maybe move past there too. 
And the last team I have that I could see making a big run is LSU. You know, they have obviously Cameron Thomas, who's just a bucket. He's a great player, great scorer. And they're also hot coming off of the SEC championship game, which they lost by one to Alabama, but that's a tough team. And they beat, uh, I think, Arizona to get there. So that's another team that was ranked in the top 10. Arkansas, but yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, Arkansas, my bad. Um, and also, I think uh, we mentioned that I think they would play Michigan if they won. And they're a team that I think we all kind of agreed was a little bit overrated. So I feel like if they could get to the round of 32, they'd have a pretty favorable matchup, at least as it goes for eight seeds usually going into that. Yeah, I mean, part of what makes March Madness so great is all the Cinderella teams, the teams you don't see coming, doing really well. Loyal Chicago in past years, Nevada, Kansas State that year. It's just all these teams to you can't you wouldn't expect to make it this far make it that far and you don't really see it in other sports and college football especially we everybody knew alabama ohio state or clemson were going to win the championship going into the season those teams were consensus top fives and those were the top three teams at the end of the season it college basketball is beautifully unpredictable but let's get back into it what's your second favorites to win march madness so i think this is kind of an obvious one but i'm gonna go with illinois Right, they're obviously coming off of winning, which is this year what has been the best conference in basketball, the Big Ten. Uh, they have probably the best duo in the NCAA with Io DeSomu and um, Kofi Cockburn. I don't know if I'm pronouncing either of their names correctly, but and also, you know, I think they really showed that, especially in the, like the tournament, that if one of them struggles, the other one can really step their game up and help them win the game. Like I think Io shot really bad in the first in the championship game if I'm not mistaken and Kofi Cockburn really played really well to help them secure the win against Ohio State but yeah uh, they've just been very good all year I think they'll definitely be a contender yeah I definitely think Illinois is a uh, big contender but second I'm, I'm gonna go with Gonzaga I think that I mean they're undefeated on the season they've got a few quality wins they beat Kansas um, and Iowa pretty well um, and they've just got like a very well-rounded team uh, Jalen Suggs, Andrew Nemhard, uh, Drew Timmy, just to name a few. Um, and I mean, they've beat like almost every team they've played the season by double digits. And they're coming in a division where their only real competition until the final four will be Iowa. So I think that makes it very easy for them to make a run. So that's why I have them second. Yeah, uh, I was between Gonzaga and Illinois for my top two seeds. I'm going to go... Gonzaga at two, just because I think Illinois' side of the bracket is a little easier than Gonzaga's is. So Gonzaga at number two, undefeated. Don't really need to say that much, do I? They've just been dominant all season, and they don't have. We know they can win. They've 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 pretty much trampled every team they've played. People say they play in a weak conference, which is true. Like their conference is not strong by any measure. However, they have impressive uh out of conference wins, and this is just a team that I have full faith in making the championship game and possibly even winning. Now, the other team in uh, Gonzaga's side of the bracket is Iowa, who retired their star player, Luke Garza's jersey. Now, who are some other players that you're excited to watch for in this March Madness? Marcus, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. So I already mentioned uh, Cameron Thomas, who, for LSU, you know, really just an electric scorer, had a nice tournament run in the SEC. Right, I already mentioned him. But the next guy I got also in the SEC on the other side of that championship game, I actually have Javon Quinterly, 
you know, he's actually coming off the bench, but he ended up winning the SEC tournament MVP. He's really just a spark plug, plug off of the bench who can create his own shot, create for others. And he's just played really well this season, especially after struggling at Villanova two years ago after being a huge recruit. Right. And then my last guy I have is Mac McClung for Texas tech. Now he has been a little bit inconsistent throughout the season, you know, a little bit cold, his last couple games, but you know, he's proven that he's really a leader for this team. Um, and he's not afraid of big moments. He's taking big shots this year, made a couple, you know, help them get some big wins this year. So those are my players to look out for. McClung yeah, was think- so much fun to watch in high school. Just yeah, an absolute just insane bounce. Play. Yeah. But Miguel? Yeah, but I think those are some good picks. I think Mac McClung is like one of those players because he's streaky. If he gets a good start, he will have a very good tournament run, which could help um, Texas Tech a lot. Um, but I've got actually three different players. Um, one of them is Luca Garza. I mean, he's probably the best college player right now. Um, I don't know if he's built for the NBA, but I think he is really good in college. He's got a great shot. Um, his shooting percentages are really good. Um, and he's got a decent inside game. So I think, I mean, he's just a, a well-rounded player on a very good team. So I could see him um, making a dent in a lot of teams um, turning hopes. Um, another, a couple others are Ayo Desunmu, who a lot of people have as national player of the year. I mean, Illinois is arguably the best team um, in college basketball right now. And they're um, led by Ayo. Um, so, I mean, I think he, he also has a very good well-rounded game. So he's another player and also Jared Butler from, um, Baylor, who a lot of people wanted, uh, thought deserved the um, Big 12 Player of the Year. Uh, yeah, he's uh, heading another one seed, and he's also very good. I decided to really not try to dive too, dive too deep into this and just think of players who are fun to watch, star players. So first off, Cade Cunningham, the s- n- number one overall pick in this NBA draft, most likely. He's been Oklahoma State's pretty much entire strategy on offense is give him the ball and let him do magic. And it worked. They made the Big 12 championship game and they're a a four seed in in March Madness. Now, can they rely on him to get past the Sweet 16 and past Illinois? Who knows? We'll see. But until I'm proven wrong, I'm very excited to watch him. Number two, Evan Mobley. He's a seven footer with guard skills, can shoot the ball. Very skilled player, easy to watch. Is probably going to be a top five pick in this year's NBA draft. And lastly, I have Luke Luke Garza. So copying Miguel, mainly because of how much he me- you could see he means to o- o- Iowa. They retired his jersey and his last game at Iowa. He's their star player. He's the backbone of their program right now, and he is the foundation. If he goes down, Iowa's completely screwed. Iowa's hopes will rest on him. And it's going to be interesting to see if he can deliver. And they're, to, they're the number eight overall team, the number, the weakest number two seed. So they'll have to be, they'll play a hard, a good Gonzaga team if they make it to the lead eight. And it would be quite something to watch if he can somehow beat them. Speaking of this Iowa Gonzaga matchup, what are some other matchups that you're excited to watch? Maybe in the first round, maybe matchups down the line. Marcus, you want to kick us off? Yeah, one matchup I'm actually really excited to look uh, at 
for the first round to start, right, is uh, West Virginia versus Moorhead State. Now, obviously, most 314 matchups usually aren't close, but I could really see this one being close. You know, West Virginia's just been really cold through. They lost, I think, the first round of the Big 12 tournament. They had a couple losses before that. They have looked really bad to close out the season. And Moorhead State, you know, obviously, they're coming from a mid major. Not too high expectations, but you're always going to see some upsets in March Madness. I think the matchup between Derek Culver and Johnny Brome will be really interesting. You know, two big guys for both teams going at it. I think that'll be cool to see. Then another matchup I'm excited to see is um, BYU versus Michigan State. Obviously, this is contingent on Michigan State winning their uh, play-in game. But, you know, BYU is one of those teams from uh, Gonzaga's conference that just has no good wins. They ain't beat Gonzaga at all. They have just no good wins this season. And Michigan State plays in the toughest division. I th- they have a win. They have a couple good wins. You know, they beat uh, Ohio State. They beat Rutgers. And they have Austin Henry, who's been Aaron Henry. He's been really good this season. Um, yeah, so I think that will be an exciting matchup to watch. And my last one is one I think, Zach, you kind of talked about a little bit, which is Virginia versus Ohio. This is mainly just another one that looks like it could be a big upset, you know, four versus a 13. Ohio's played really well this year. Some big games that I think they had a really close game against Illinois to start the season, who you guys have as the best team right now. So that proves they can really play with some good teams. And Virginia has really been kind of disappointing. And plus, I think they might have some COVID problems. So that could really make that game interesting. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of those games that you mentioned as some of the matchups that I'm excited for, but just a couple more in the first round, um, UNC versus Wisconsin, which is an eight, nine matchup. That will probably be one of the best games or one of the closest in the first round, I think, um, because both of these teams um, are very good, very experienced teams. Wisconsin has like four or five starters are seniors, um, but they both teams have also like not fulfilled expectations for this year but I think they'll both come into the tournament hungry um, and they are very well matched for each other. Um, and another first round is first round game is Creighton versus UC Santa Barbara. I think uh, that could be an upset game, um, but either way, I think it'll be a very close one. Both teams are, I think well matched because Creighton is coming off a disappointing loss, but we'll definitely want to kind of, get some kind of revenge and you see Santa Barbara is like definitely a sleeper team in my opinion. Um, and then some second rounds are um, if M- Michigan and LSU match up, which would be a one eight um, matchup that, w- that could be a very good game, especially if Isaiah livers is out and um, USC versus Kansas, which is a six, three matchup, which I think could also be a great game, which would include um, Evan Mobley, like you mentioned, Zach. So I did a little more speculative, like, what I want to watch in the final four. Here is what I've got. Illinois versus Ohio State. Should have rematched the Big Ten championship game. A game that I'm very unhappy with for various reasons. But, yeah, it was a good game. Went to overtime. Illinois were better. Ohio State hit a meaningless three at the end for some reason. Don't know why they needed to hit it. But, like, we move, we move, we move. Yeah, my next one, Ohio State-Michigan. I personally don't think Michigan can make the championship, but how unbelievably hype would that be? The championship game is one of the biggest rivalries in college sports, and it's, it would almost be a shame that there aren't fans there, but I'd still take it any day of the week. And my last one is that I'm excited to watch is Oklahoma State, Illinois, because 
I do think Illinois are a better team all around than Oklahoma State, but I do think Cade Cunningham might be more skilled than anybody on Illinois. So it would be interesting. Can he beat all of Illinois? Most likely not. Prob- Illinois is probably a better team. However, it would be a fun matchup to watch them. Cade Cunningham just pr- honestly just try to shoot his team back into it and see what could happen. Now let's get into our number one choices for who we think will win this year's March Madness. Marcus? Uh, I think this has kind of been the obvious pick. They've been number one the whole uh, season, but Gonzaga, you know, they have one of the best trios we've seen in like recent memory with Jalen Suggs, Corey Kisper, and Drew Timmy. Um, you know, that's obviously great. And they have also some, they have other good pieces on the team too, like uh, Jay Ayayi. I don't know if that's how his name is pronounced, but you know, he averaged an insanely efficient 12 and seven. And it's always good to have players, especially when your stars are struggling, who can, you know, just step up in big games. And, you know, obviously the knock on basically Gonzaga every year they've been good is that they have, they don't play against great competition, but they've played pretty good teams this year and they are still undefeated. I think they beat Iowa, like Zach mentioned, Iowa, Kansas, a couple other teams. And in their conference play, they've just destroyed teams. Really not a lot of close games. Uh, I think the conference championship was close, but that's kind of to be expected. But other, yeah, but other than that, you know, I don't think there's really a debate for who is the best team, it's Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, I have Gonzaga too, but I think it's really interchangeable. I have Illinois one only because I think they've kind of come into the tournament a little bit hotter. They've won 14 of their last 15. Uh, they just beat uh, a, a really good um, Ohio State team in overtime to win the Big Ten Championship. Also beat Iowa convincingly. Um, and Rutgers, all three of those teams are in the tournament. Um, and just the uh, duo of Io DeSumo and uh, Kofi Cokeburn is just almost unstoppable. If you watch them play together, they're an amazing uh, duo. And they've got some great role players uh, like their senior, Trent Frazier, who's a great ball handler. Uh, Andre Corbello, who's like one of the best freshmen this year and DeMonte Williams, who's shooting 53% from three. So, I mean, I think they can just make a great run. I think they'll win the national championship. I agree with you, Miguel. I like I like Illinois has been tested more than Gonzaga. I feel like they have better players than Gonzaga. And yes, Gonzaga's more experienced. They went, they've been to the Final Four more recently. And was Illinois even in a tournament last year? I don't think so. And if they were, they didn't do anything. So Gonzaga definitely has more experience. And that plays a huge role. I just like Illinois more, and I really like how easy their side of the bracket is. I think they're the Midwest, and I really like how easy that is for them, and that's why I have them winning it. Now, let's just do our final four picks quickly. I think me and Marcus have the same, or unless you have Nova in your top, in your final four. Yeah, a bit of a homer pick, you know, but you know, mix it up a little bit. Obviously, I have Gonzaga, Illinois, Alabama, those three teams where I talked about. I think Villanova really has a good shot of – you know, making a run to the final four. I talked about the re- my reasons already, but I'll talk about them again. And they have experience, coaching, lot, met multiple guys who can have big games. And, you know, I just think that their side of the bracket isn't, they don't have to run into Illinois or Gonzaga or Alabama until the final four. So I really think that like, obviously Baylor, Ohio State are in, and Ohio State are in their um, quadrant or whatever. But I still think that they could definitely make a run to the Final Four. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm having a tough time deciding a fourth team, but I think Gonzaga versus Texas is 
um, what will be on the left side of the bracket, in my opinion. And on the right side, I think Illinois and either Ohio State Baylor, um, both of those teams could make it. I mean, it really just depends. Seeds. Huh? Not exactly a bold pick. Like no, I didn't say it was Ohio a bold State. pick. I said I'm having trouble deciding the fourth team. I mean, it's a better take than Villanova. And even I have to admit that. But still. I just, yeah, I it could be either team. I didn't say it was a bold pick. Yeah, Zach. I'm sorry. Okay, well, now, because you all want to hear mine. Gonzaga versus Alabama. And Ohio State versus Illinois. But that's it. We'll be right back after a break to go over y- you, the audience, and your hot takes. Welcome back to the Top 3 Podcast, March Madness episode. We're now going to be on our last section where we're going to be talking about hot takes sent in by you. Did we ever say our underrated teams? No. Okay, it's fine, whatever. We move. take sent in by you the listeners i'll start us off our first hot take is that osu versus illinois will be a rematch in the final four yes a hundred percent we'll see possible. it and i hope that ohio state get killed for hitting a useless last second three for no reason that didn't mean anything for those who don't understand it was because zach bet the over for illinois i know i just uh, bet the illinois spread uh Bet line the line for Illinois and the line was minus six and Ohio State won by three. I lost by three. Okay, well, on that happy note, our next hot take is that Colgate and Winthrop win. Winthrop easily beating Villanova, no question about it. You guys agree with that part? Disagree. No, no there's name one player in Winthrop, Zach. Name one. Name I think one. Zach can't one... name one player in Nova. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, All right, but name one player on Winthrop because you know Winthrop is going to win. Winthrop, so- one player on Winthrop, DJ Burns. He had, he had 22 points against High Point Panthers on February 20, Against the High Point Panther? No way. No way. Wait, who did oh, I said, no, never mind. I got to agree. 22 points against the High Point Panthers. That's too much. Sorry, yeah. Villanova. They're done. And he had 22 points against the Campbell Fighting Camels, which is an incredible name. <laughs> that is an incredible name, but like. No, I do not think that either of those teams will win, especially not Winthrop. You know, maybe Colgate, but I think uh, Winthrop kind of got screwed. Though. They went twenty-three and one, yeah, and are yeah, only the like twelfth seed. They're in the Big yeah, South. That's what happens when you're yeah. non-power when you're... five team and you have no good wins. Gonzaga. Gonzaga has good wins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think either Winthrop or Colgate, according to SPI, were the ninth best team in the country. I think Colgate, according to SPI, were the ninth best team in the country. I don't when? think that's true. Or Winthrop was. Let's check. When? Like, and ba- based on what? But whatever. They, I think they were both unfair, unfairly um, ranked teams. I can see them both winning. I do think Colgate could beat Arkansas. Arkansas are n- not a consistent team in March Madness. So, yeah, I can... Definitely see Colgate beating Arkansas and Winthrop beating Villanova. I think one could happen. I don't think both will happen. Yeah, I agree with Miguel, but Villanova is now losing, so it might, might be Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That would be good for Ohio State. Um, our next hot take is that 
Texas will go all the way. I mean, I have them in the Final Four, so anything's possible. But they're not going to be Gonzaga. So yeah. I don't think so. Retweet. They're, they're not making possible. it to the Final Four. They're not making it to the Final I mean, I don't think it's impossible that they could make a run and even beat Gonzaga, but I just think it would be highly unlikely. Also, they lost to Villanova this year, so. Oh, no, they lost to Villanova. What can so they, they do? If they win, technically, it's a Villanova win. Yeah. So Trendy technically, the only team that could win the March Madness and have would under that would be Gonzaga because they're undefeated. Okay. In fact, the last team that won March Madness undefeated was Indiana in 1976. Which fun fact was the last year Duke and Kentucky didn't make the tournament like they did this oh. year. So Whoa. undefeated Gonzaga. Our next hot take isn't a hot take. It's a question: How far does Cade Cunningham take Oklahoma State? Now, at first, I had them making the Final Four, and I realized Illinois are much better than them, so I'm going Sweet 16. I am 100% sure they will make the Sweet 16, and I think there's, like, a little bit – if if Illinois – they got to wish for some luck. Like, if Illinois gets has some injuries or something, then they could um, get past them, but I just – I don't see them beating Illinois. Kate, can't, Kate Cunningham can't do everything himself. I mean, I, I agree with that idea, but I think a lot of times in March Madness, we've seen like one player that can really elevate a team that's not that good past. I mean, he already really helped them be Baylor. You know, Baylor is a number one seed also. I know they're not as good as Illinois, but, you know, he can, I think he has a, there's a chance he could elevate them past um, Illinois. I would still probably only take them to make the Sweet 16, though. Okay, Miguel, what's our penultimate hot take? Our penultimate hot take is that Nova is winning it all. No. Hard Who's... agree. Zach, no. Zach definitely says no. no. They're not even winning the first round. Winthrop. Go just, Eagles. Just disrespectful. No. But, like, that's for sure happening. 100%. I think no they can make it to this sweet 16. I don't know if they're going to make it past that. Yeah. I don't even think they're making it there. And our last hot take of the episode, Michigan to win the championship. Now, if Livers hadn't been injured, maybe, but he is injured, so no. But Livers might not be out for the entire tournament. I don't think so. They haven't said anything yet, but I if, think- if Michigan can make it to, like, the Elite Eight or Final Four, Livers will not be 100%. But if he comes back, they do have a chance. But they, I, I don't think they'll be in their same form that they were in the middle of the season. Yeah. And I even think fully healthy, they're not as good as Gonzaga or Illinois. I don't. I really can't see them winning the championship this year. Yeah. Well, that's it for the episode. Since this is a March Madness episode, we created an ESPN tournament challenge group. It's just called Top 3 Podcast. There's no password. You get one entry. Enter it. Uh, winner will get a shout-out on the podcast if they want it. If they don't want it, they won't get one. And five dollars. Sure. From Miguel, Zach. you're you're paying for it. No, you're paying. Whoever does better pays for it, doesn't pay for <laughs> okay, it. Fine. Uh we'll post it on our Instagram as well, so you can see it there. Follow us on Instagram at the top three podcast. So you can send in hot takes and so you can know about this March Madness group. We'll do we might do similar things for different sporting events, maybe one for the Euros. We'll see. Maybe like a Super Bowl squares. Just, we have so many things that we are excited to do. But thanks for listening. I'm Zach Cohen. I'm Miguel Munoz, and this is the Top 3 Podcast. Top three.